You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I seek. You are my all in all. Jesus, Lamb of God, worthy is your name. Jesus, Lamb of God, worthy is your name. When I fall down, you pick me up. When I am dry, you fill my cup. You are my all in all. Seeking you as a precious jewel. Lord, to give up, I'd be a fool. You are my all in all. Jesus. Lamb of God, worthy is your name, Jesus. Lamb of God, worthy is your name. Whenever I have a question, whenever I have a problem, I rely on the Lord, not all the time, but that is the choice that I need to make. And right now in this moment, it just seemed like a worship song was encapsulating my thoughts better than what I was going to say. I just want to focus on the importance of prayer. God calls us to be alert and in prayer. He calls us to be bold in prayer. He says that Jesus prays for us and the Holy Spirit intercedes while we pray. And another example that is just on my heart today and has been for the last few years, it talks about in Luke 18 about a widow who petitioned a judge day and night. And this judge did not care for people. He did not care for God in any way. But the widow kept coming to him day by day by day and petitioning him day and night. And he finally said, fine, I'll give you what you ask for just so you stop bothering me. And the next verse is Jesus reminding his people that how much more will your good and loving Heavenly Father give what you are asking for? How much more will he hear his children and answer them? The importance of prayer is not just so that we can feel better about things. It's because it actually is part of our relationship with God. It makes us feel better because we're in his presence. But there's so much more than just feeling good. It's God equipping us with wisdom that we should be asking for. We should be asking for the furtherance of his kingdom, for a deepening understanding of his mystery, the mystery of Christ. God created a world that would get to see his glory, but that would reject him. We would have the opportunity to have a relationship with him, and we would still fail in that too. He sent himself, he sent his own son. God came onto our earth knowing that we would need him, designing us with the desire for relationship so that when Jesus dwelt among us, he showed what a relationship with others and with God should be like. 
We should be servants to other people. We should be loving them only second to God. It is that deep and personal and loving relationship we have with God that should be seasoning our words with salt so that when God calls us to speak to someone, we have a ready response of this is who God is, this is what he's done, and this is why I trust him. I trust him because he's given me hope when I was in despair. He's given me healing when I felt broken beyond repair. He's so real, guys. It's not just this habit of church that we should be playing. It shouldn't be about, oh, I read enough in my Bible today and now I'm going to work. God's not on a time schedule. Whenever you dwell with him is a blessing. And we need to be in prayer. We need to be in thanksgiving so that we can have that joy and recognize God's presence in our lives. There are so many blessings that come through prayer. And I don't want to focus on just that today because there is so much more. Um, I just want to encourage you that when we eat three meals a day, it's because our body needs it. Our body needs to repair its broken pieces like, I don't know, skin, if you have a scratch, whatever. (laughs) But it's also to give us energy for the day. And we have three meals. We don't just eat a little bit in the morning and then it's like, eh, we're good and then I'll fall asleep. How much more so, though, should we be in prayer with the Lord saying, okay, I'm awake, I need energy to start the day, fill me with your truth, I'm hungry. And then midway through the day, what? We stop for lunch. Maybe even stop for a snack before lunch. But it's that necessity of repetition that throughout the day, we develop a habit of checking our thoughts with Christ. It develops just this immense understanding of God's mysteries. And he wants us to understand so that we can share it with others. He wants us to be in communication with him so that the peace of Christ could guard our minds And give us peace that surpasses all understanding. There is definitely a spiritual warfare going on. And God uses his angels to take care of us. There are guardian angels. There are worshiping angels. There are messenger angels. Can you imagine what it would have been like to be the shepherds on a hillside. And all they're used to at night is some sheep, maybe a wolf, and just taking care of the flock. That's, that's what their experience was. But then out of the night sky just comes this blazing light and these beings that they're afraid to even look upon because they're so glorious and beyond comprehension of the human mind. They couldn't conceive that this image would be coming before their eyes anytime soon. But when it happened, the first thing the angel said was, do not be afraid. And the second was the promise fulfilled that This day is born your Savior, who is Jesus Christ the Lord. I just pray, guys, so much that we are open to those messages. The message that Jesus saves. The message that he conquered death. The message that he dwells with us even now through his Holy Spirit. And the message that he is coming again soon. Because the whole B.C. times... (laughs) Everything before Christ came was pointing to him. The perfect sacrifice, the perfect payment for sins, the perfect atonement. 
and the one who tore the veil between us and the Holy of Holies, formerly a place where only the high priest could go because God would strike dead anyone else who came into that part of the tent. And now we have Jesus, the great high priest, who not only gave the sacrifice that would eternally suffice for every sin ever made, past, present, future, but he also empathizes with us. He knows what it's like to feel distant from God. When he was on the cross, he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now we can talk about the deity and the humanness of Jesus' form. But what's so crucial right now is Christ felt everything. He knows what our despair feels like. He knows what our anxiety feels like. He knows what our shame feels like. And he endured the cross to show that not only did he feel what we went through, but he also gave us a new way of life. He gave the opposite of fear. He gave the opposite of confusion. He gave us peace and wisdom to understand that his voice is not going to accuse us. He doesn't make us feel shame. He welcomes us into a place of love and forgiveness. So I pray that we would just be in communication with God and remember to stay in his word. Because without Jesus, without prayer, without scripture, this life will pass away. It won't matter at all. What you do does not help anything in the long run. But because we have the hope of Christ today, we have a purpose for living We have a conversation to share about the gospel, and we have a reason for the hope that is in us. So I pray that we would be ready to share because we are in prayer and in God's word every day, throughout the day, and every night.